Ethel and Albert, also known as The Private Lives of Ethel and Albert, was a radio and television comedy series about a married couple, Ethel and Albert Arbuckle, living in the small town of Sandy Harbor. Created by Peg Lynch, who scripted and portrayed Ethel, the series first aired on local Minnesota radio in the early 1940s before a run on the NBC Blue Network and ABC from May 29, 1944 to August 28, 1950. It co-starred Alan Bunce as Albert. Radio historian Gerald Nackman, in Raised on Radio, called the show insightful and realistic. A real leap forward in domestic comedy, a light-hearted, clever, well-observed, daily 15-minute show about the amiable travails of a recognizable suburban couple which combined the domestic comedy of a vaudeville-based era with a keen modern sensibility. Lynch made her comic points without stooping to female stereotypes, insults, running gags, funny voices or goofy plots. The show began as three-minute filler between a pair of Minnesota Kate Station programs, then expanded to 15 minutes, and finally became a half-hour show during its last years on radio. Like Easy Aces, the humor on Ethel and Albert was low-key, like Vic and Sade, it was constructed around such simple, often mundane household situations as efforts to open a pickle jar. Often Ethel or Albert attempted to prove the other wrong over some inconsequential matter. For example, one entire script centered on Ethel's disputing Albert's claim that he could see her using only his peripheral vision. I realized that I didn't have to sit down and knock myself out every minute to try to think of something funny, Lynch told critic Leonard Maltin years later. All I had to do was look around me. Two film stars had a presence in the show. Richard Widmark, who portrayed Albert in 1944, left after six months and was replaced by Alan Bunce. Margaret Hamilton, famous as the Wicked Witch of the West and the Wizard of Oz, played on Tiva. Ethel and Albert's daughter Susie was the only other voice heard on the original series. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. It's National Nutty Jello Week. Tell everybody you know. And don't, don't, don't let the week go by without J-E-L-L-O. This is Don Wilson. You know, you're missing a lot of fun if you haven't tried tangy fruit-flavored Jello just bursting with crunchy walnuts and luscious sliced bananas. Come on, everybody. Come out of your shell. Treat your family to Jello with walnuts and bananas this week. J-E-L-L-O. Thanksgiving to you all. Oh, good morning, dear. <laughs> a happy Thanksgiving to you, too. And Effie? Yes, yes, it won't be a happy Thanksgiving if we don't get things ready before the folks come. Now, if you'll find the boards for the dining room table, I'll get that all set and the chairs put around. <laughs> Boy, she puts me to work before I even have breakfast. <laughs> Gosh, what time did you girls get up, anyhow? Well, Aunt Effie's been up since six, and I heard her, so I came down. Look, she made three pumpkin pies already. For Pete's sakes, I told you my mother was bringing pumpkin pies. Yes, I know, dear. I told Aunt Effie, but... I don't like your mother's pumpkin pies. She puts entirely too much nutmeg in, just ruins the flavor. Oh, Well, she does. She may be my sister, but she is not a good cook. I don't know where she gets it from, because our mother was a wonderful cook. The other side of the family, I guess. I like my mother's cooking. Well, you're used to it, I guess. 
Now, look here, Aunt Effie. Mother has taken prizes at the county fair. Oh, now, please, please. We've got so much to do. Put the boards on the dining room table, please, dear, and then have your breakfast so I can get the dishes done. I still have to fix the turkey and get it in the oven. No, I'll fix the turkey, dear, when I get the table set. No, 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 Aunt Effie, I'll, I'll do the turkey, dear. That's such a job. You can peel potatoes, no, if dear, you will. I will do the turkey. I don't mind at all. Now, with 16 people, we'll need all the chairs we can round up. I'll just get the one up to the upstairs hall. Get the boards on the table. I do not want Aunt Effie fixing the dressing for the turkey. She puts too much sage in it. Oh, for Pete's sake, you women. Well, she does, and it just ruins the dressing. Look, can't you eat it that way just once? Just once. You know, Aunt Effie, she'll insist on doing it anyhow. Well, I'll hide the sage then. Oh, all right, all right. Mm -hmm. But by golly, I I never knew it to fail. I, I... Of course, it won't taste right if there isn't any in it at all, but it's better than none than a handful the way she dumps it in. I'll hide the box of sage way in the back here in the cupboard. Yeah. Hey... Boy, that sounds like long distance. Now, don't tell me they're not coming. The rocket, antibiotics, atomic energy, any of these is a fine example of man's progress. But they are by no means his only advancements. In philosophy, too, man has become more civilized. Most of us live our lives in the spirit of fair play without even giving it a second thought. Even when that spirit is broken by one person or another, the rest of us still want the offender treated fairly. No longer does rational man take the law into his own hands. We depend upon the courtroom to keep the scales of justice in balance. Even before a criminal case is brought to court, investigation must be made, facts and witnesses must be assembled to demonstrate a just indictment. Every Sunday over most of these same stations, CBS Radio presents an engrossing dramatic series entitled Indictment. On this series, you follow an assistant district attorney through a criminal case investigation until the formal charge of crime is written. And there lies drama as realistic as life itself. Hear indictment on CBS Radio this Sunday. Hello, hello, operator. Yeah, operator, look, I've been holding on here for ten minutes. My goodness, what's the matter? Well, seems the mother put through a call to me. Now they got me and they can't get mother back. Oh. Well, it's Thanksgiving. I suppose the circuits mm-hmm. are busy. I was looking around upstairs and we can bring down a chair from Betsy's room and also your dressing table bench. I don't mind sitting on that. Oh, no, no, I'll sit on that, Aunt Effie. Did you put the boards in the table? No, he didn't, but he will. Never but... mind, dear. We can do it. We can do it. Come on, Aunt Effie. Hello. Put the boards on the table. Right. Hello, Mother. Put the thing right over there. Mother, haven't you started yet? Well, her mother takes two hours to drive over. You better get... Huh? Well, yes. Well, of course Dorothy and Harry and Buddy were invited. Didn't you tell them we expected them? Oh, why does my sister act that way? I never... Just a minute, Mother. No, Hold on, Mother. No, wait a minute. What's the matter? Didn't you write a note to Dorothy and tell her we wanted them for Thanksgiving? Why, no. I just told your mother to ask her. Oh, well, Mother and Dad stopped over to pick them up, and now Dorothy feels that they weren't really invited. Oh, your sister. My you sister. told your mother yourself to ask her. Yes, them. I know, I know. What but... does your sister have to have? An engraved invitation to come to a family Thanksgiving dinner? Well, her feelings are hurt. I guess she feels we should have phoned or written them especially, and not through Mother and Dad. Oh, I am so tired of Dorothy and her hurt feelings. You are, I know, I know. But look, it is Thanksgiving, and Mother and Dad are sitting over there waiting for them to get in the car. Now, but Dorothy won't budge. Really, really, I think your sister's impossible. I'm sorry, dear, but I do. She always expects everybody to kowtow to her. But she has never even thanked me 
for the blouse that I sent her for her birthday. Never. Look, look, she never wrote you please? one Mother thing. and Dad are sitting I over there. In the... What's the matter? I... Dorothy doesn't feel she was invited because she didn't get an engraved oh. invitation for today, and she's feeling like a martyr. Well, just let her stay home. She always does this to everybody. Maybe it'll teach her a lesson. Of course, actually, it's your mother's fault. She has spoiled Dorothy since she was born. Oh, look, let's not go into all that now, could Well, what we? do you want me to do about it? Well, I'd let her sit there. Trouble is, everyone always gives in to Dorothy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, what do you want me to do? Well, look, would you talk to her and invite her over here? Mother, put Dorothy on, will you? No, I'm not going to talk oh, to her. Oh, please. She knows we were expecting her. Oh. And frankly, I don't care if she comes or not when she acts this way. But I... She never helps with a thing. She acts as though she's Queen Elizabeth. She always gets a headache so she doesn't have to help with dishes. Oh, look, please. Would you... oh, oh, look, hello, Dorothy. Well, say, what's this about you not coming over for Thanksgiving? Oh, I can just hear her. Well, we weren't really invited. What do you mean you weren't really invited, Dorothy? Uh, well, I don't like to just barge in. Oh, barge in, Dorothy? Now, why do you say that? <laughs> huh? What's she saying now? Probably not. Well, Harry and I don't care to go any place we're not wanted. What do you mean, not wanted? For the love of my course, we want you. You know that... Yes, she does. She's right here, Dorothy. She wants to talk to you. No, I don't want to talk to her. Just a second. Hold, hold on, Dorothy. I don't she want to talk to her. Hold on, will you, sis? No, I'm not. Oh, oh, Pete, will you talk to her? I don't want to talk to her. I'm busy, Dorothy. Look, I, 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 I cannot... Will no, you... no. Why does everybody always have to give in to Dorothy? Look, it is Thanksgiving. Would you please, for my sake, for Mother's sake, invite Dorothy and Harry and Buddy for dinner now, oh, will you please? For your sake. All right. Hello? <laughs> Hello, Dorothy. Oh, you silly thing. Yeah. Now, look here. You drive over. It wouldn't be Thanksgiving without you. <laughs> oh, now, look. We've been so busy with this new house and papering and painting. Oh, now, please, Dorothy, don't be that way. Now, look, everybody will be mad at me if you don't come. Well, don't tell them we're all moved into the new house. We want to uh -huh. surprise them, you know. Don't tell them. Look, I meant to write, you know, but... Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, sure. Yeah, she's explaining her point of view. Oh, for Pete's yeah, sake, she'll, Dorothy, uh -huh. she'll babble on for ages. In the end, she'll just come. Here! Where's the sage? Uh, uh, oh. I was getting things out for the dressing. Matter of fact, where's the turkey? Yes, Dorothy. Now, look, we do want you. Uh, just, uh, where's the turkey, dear? What turkey? What turkey? Look, <laughs> you... Will you, Dorothy, is on the phone, will you... Dorothy? Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah, sure, uh-huh. Oh, she's babbling yes. on. What do you mean, what turkey? Uh, I don't know anything about a turkey. Didn't you bring one home last night? Bring one home? A turkey? You said to me, don't get a turkey for Thanksgiving. Good old Bill, somebody or other, was giving you one. Bill Patterson, yeah, didn't he send it? No, he didn't. Oh, my goodness, haven't you any turkey? Well, for Pete's sake, he said he would. He, he raises turkeys on his farm. He's got kind of a hobby. I did him a business favor, and he said, don't buy a turkey for Thanksgiving. I, I'm, I'm giving you one. I thought naturally you brought it when you came home last night and couldn't get it in the refrigerator and left it out and back to stay cold. Oh, no, no, no. Bill said I he... called you yesterday at the office and said, be sure and check on this bill, somebody or other. Patterson. Patterson, about the turkey. Well, I didn't and you... hear. I was busy, and you I... You said, I... yes, yes, you'd take care of it. Well, I was in the middle of a conference for Pete's sake. I was 
half crazy. Well, I don't know when you're half crazy. Well, you are. Oh, there, now now you got Bobby awake. Yes, darling, darling, mommy here, darling. Sixteen people coming for Thanksgiving dinner and no. Look, I bumped into Bill two weeks ago and he said positively that he would. Why you would depend on Bill Anderson of all people? Bill Patterson. Well, well, they look just alike. Bill Anderson doesn't look anything at all like Bill Patterson for Pete's sake. Your father did not get a turkey for Thanksgiving? Oh, Daddy. You go on up and put on your bedroom Don't yell at her. Well, I can't help it. You know better than run around here in your bare feet. Oh, don't tell me that's my folks already. What do we do, take everybody out to dinner with Uh Uncle? Oh, dear. Uncle, looks like the delivery man. Why didn't you buy a turkey, Mommy? Daddy didn't get one. Your father said he was getting one. Bill Anderson told me positively... I thought you said it was Bill Patterson. I don't... I mean Bill Patterson, that he would give us a turkey and... Turkey, but I haven't said you never even mentioned that. Well, don't keep glaring at me. I'll go out and kill it. I'll clean it. I'll pull out the pin feathers. We'll just eat dinner late today. That's all. Kill him? Oh, I never thought of that. How would you do it? Well, with an axe, I suppose. Chop off his head. Oh, when... Chop off. Don't even talk like that, please, dear. Well, for peace sakes, how do you suppose... Well, there must be some more humane way than that. Can't you chloroform him? Chloroform? <laughs> Whoever heard of chloroforming a turkey? Well, just don't talk anymore about chopping his head off it. Well, it just seems too mean. Oh, look at him. <laughs> Anyhow, where would I get chloroform for him's sake? Well, I don't know. I... All right, all right. I'll take him out and shoot him. Shoot him? When he's in the crate? Well, if I open up the crate, he'll get loose, and my marksmanship is not quite well, that... Well, it certainly does not seem very sporting to shoot him while he's in there. Why, he wouldn't have a chance. He isn't supposed to have a chance. We're having him for dinner. Besides, isn't it against the law to shoot off a gun in town? Yes, it is. You can shoot people, but I don't think you can shoot birds, and a turkey is a bird. It has always been my impression that it was against the law to shoot people. Oh, I mean burglars, and while defending your home, anyhow, please don't talk anymore about killing the turkey. I mean, seeing him live like this, I, 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 I just couldn't eat him anyway, dear. I just couldn't. Kill the turkey? You aren't going to kill the turkey. Thought I told you to get dressed. Oh, Daddy, don't kill that darling little turkey. Look. Couldn't we just keep him, please, Daddy, for a pet? Betsy, go sit down at the table and eat your breakfast. What are we going to do? I will drive out to Bill Anderson, Patterson's and ask him to... <laughs> well, all right, you know, to... He knows how to do it, and all I... All right, dear. Well, well, as a matter of fact, I don't think I could do it anyway. Look at the way he's looking at me, would you? I, I... Oh, we have our problems. I'm sorry I've been so cross, oh, dear. Darling, it's all right. I was, too. I don't blame you. Look, Bill told me positive. Yeah, all right. Never mind. Just get going and get back so I can get it in the oven. Did somebody leave the phone off the hook? Dorothy! Dorothy, you were talking to her. Oh, she was babbling on when all this oh. came up and the baby cried and I just laid the receiver That's down. I get home. She must have hung up. All you can hear is a funny clicking sound. Oh! Look, call her back, call her back, and apologize. Look, I'll take care All of right, the turkey. All right, yes, I will. We'll never hear the end of this. Never. Operator, operator, will you give me long distance? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage 
all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Margaret Hamilton, Francie Myers, and Madeline Pierce and is produced by Walter Hart. Retro Radio Today does not claim ownership over copyrights to any radio shows on our podcasts. The work in this episode has been identified as being free of known restrictions under copyright law, including all related and neighboring rights. The show copyrights are believed to be expired.